This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. channel we do a podcast every monday from this season although we have been known to do on a sunday and a saturday dependent on whether we have a fixture or not and i appear on that podcast alongside my good friend jez collins and all three of us are called the rat army we're called the rat army because of our views and our stances on Mikel arteta you can find me on Instagram at KennyKen1972. I'm sure we have some fun and chats. But what we're really here to talk about is the impending North London derby. Going into the North London derby, I can say that I'm very, you know, pleased in how um, Arsenal started this season. In terms of how I think it's gone, it's gone reasonably well. In fact, it's gone very well. You know, we're top of the table. You know, only losses against Man United, although for the first 65 minutes of that game, I thought we played really well, dominated the game, but we weren't able to penetrate the main United defence. And I think, you know, Tenar got his tactics right and he managed to, you know, pinch the game from us and they used the pace of Rashford, but came out really well against um, Brentford. I think that's probably our best performances this season. You can't knock it. And I have to say that, you know, um, everything was like, um, how I say, football perfect. That's the new word that I'm going to introduce. Football perfect. In terms of um, standout plays for me, 
obviously Grant Jack's performances have been nothing short of a remarkable in terms of the fact that they've been quite extemporary. Can't knock it because he's you no know, granite um, divides opinion amongst Arsenal fans, but he's managed to turn it round so far this season. Obviously, Odegaard before injury was playing really well, getting amongst the goals. Mike Nelly's been a standout player for me as well. Jay's was the main man. And also, you can't knock um, Thomas Party's contribution, but let's not forget Saliba as well. Under a lot of pressure, he's managed to um, usurp um, Benjamin White from the centre-half position. But I think he's had a good season. In terms of, am I pleased with how we've been playing? Can't, can't fault it. Whenever I do my player ratings, every, you know, a lot of the players get good marks and so as a manager. I've never marked Arteta down this season, so I'm very pleased so far with the first seven games, but there's so much football we've played. Going into the North London derby, especially a massive, massive game, you look at the form of both sides, not surprised by their form at all. Spurs have got a f an excellent front three, probably one of the best in the country. Plus, they got Richardson as well, who they bought from um, you know, Everton. Also, they got Longley from um, PSG as, as well. PSG, not J, PSG. So he's beefed up the squad, and they got a, you know, elite manager. You know, the only game that I thought Spurs would have struggled with was against Chelsea because they never do well against Chelsea home and away. But they found a way to um, get a point when, let's face it, they were definitely behind the eight ball. I thought Chelsea were fantastic. There. In that, that game, they scored a couple of good goals from Kulibaly and um, Sterling, but not not Sterling, Kulibaly and um, James, but they just couldn't put Spurs away. And Spurs stayed in the game. I think that's the theme of Spurs this season: is that they've always managed to stay in the games. And when you stay in games, you know they just do enough to win those games. Or those Leicester were pathetic, and they duly got thrashed um, six two. But you know. If you speak to Spurs fans, I'm not sure that they're going to be saying, you know, amongst themselves or in public that, you know, Spurs have really found their gear yet, which is worrying because, you know, they're third in the table and they're only a point behind us. So when they do hit, um, come out of traps, then it's going to be worrying. It's worrying for all the other clubs that are in amongst them. But in terms of like coming in the North London Derby, I think Spurs are definitely going to come with a lot of confidence and I think they're going to expect a win. In terms of like, how do you think? How do I think our transfer window has gone? I think the squad's too thin. You know, initially you get excited because you know we've bought players. You know, bought well. We know Gabriel Jesus. You know, you're happy with the Marquinhos signing. Vieira, you bit mm, not too sure, but you know, he had a good game against um, Brentford, so you know there's cover there. But one of the things we're asking for is uh, cover for Thomas Partey or someone athletic to play for Thomas Partey. You look at Spurs as well. You know, you've got a player like Basuma who can't get a game, but that's the kind of player that Arsenal wanted, Arsenal needed. And then obviously, you know, in terms of right-back, we also needed a right-back cover as well. They, Spurs are going to go and bought players like, uh, you know, Jed, Jed Spence. Again, a player that, you know, we could have coveted, although a lot of people say that, you know, players like Isaiah Jones at Middlesbrough is the next cabinet rank in terms of, you know, playing at right back or right wing back. So I think the squad's too thin. But, you know, we know it's all well and good so far. But getting into the season, I think we're definitely going to need to buy in January. In terms of Spurs, in terms of like uh, 
well, I made their season. Well, it's, I kind of um, use those words early in the season where they, they haven't quite hit the form. You know, obviously, like Leicester were pathetic. You know, white flag went ran out when um, they conceded um, the third goal, and when Son came on, they just didn't want to, you know, shake a leg. You will say if you take away the um, performance against Leicester, Spurs have been kind of um, doing enough to win games. You know, they've heavily relied on the quality of Kane, and you know, like obviously the quality of their midfield, and because you know. They got these dangerous players. A lot of dangerous players come from the bench. They're able to sort of take games away from um, teams. So, for instance, they did just enough to beat Wolves, even though Wolves are probably the better side. But Spurs got the goal, you know, against uh, Fulham. Fulham didn't play too badly, but Spurs had that extra quality that's enabled them to win the game. And it's even a Chelsea game as well, where I thought Spurs were completely out of the game. They got enough quality to, you know, to get themselves. You know, a draw because of the you know the finishing of Kane, and obviously, you know, Hoiberg turned up the goal as well. So it's one of those things where, when you've got a player like Harry Kane, and you know, you know that eventually songs will come good, and he did last week getting a hat trick. You always think, you know what, you've got to take the game away from Spurs because if you don't, you know, they're more than likely to come and nick something. And I think that's the theme of um, Spurs this season. They haven't really hit the ground running yet. But you have to be worried because they haven't lost this season. In terms of Conte, they've got an elite manager. But in terms of um, what Conte's ambitions are, obviously Juventus are sniffing. Obviously, they're not happy with Allegri. You know, they're much in demand Allegri from you know two or three years ago. But you know, Conte hasn't uh, ruled himself out. But I think to keep Conte, Spurs are definitely going to have to spend and meet his um, ambitions or match his ambitions. Because he, you know, he's going to want a squad that's capable of challenging the league and winning the league. He's not here for top four, and that's my all, all Spurs fans. You have to see what he done at Chelsea. But one thing he does is that he gets players who you don't associate with certain positions to play those positions and play those positions effectively for the good of the side. And you know, Perisic, you know, an attacking player is playing right wing back. You know, he's looked at Session and I think, you know what, we've got a player there. And he's managed to get him, you know, to play at left wing back. And you know what? He's shown some really good form and he's been a very, very dangerous player. And, you know, if any manager can get the best out of session, you know, it's always going to be a manager like Conte and, you know, you know, enhance his confidence. So in terms of like West, when he's going to, is he going to be successful Spurs? Well, you need to ask um, Daniel Levy that. Daniel Levy has to meet their ambitions. You know, Spurs have got a 62,000 stadium, you know, they're going to be making a lot of money with their partnership with the NF, sorry, the NFL. And also, I know they've been holding matches for rugby league as well, at Spurs and obviously boxing matches. So the money's coming in. So if that money's provided for a manager like Conte, then, you know, expectations from Conte and Spurs fans are going to be very high in terms of, like, you know, trying to challenge. Because under Potichino, you wanted more than the top four. You wanted to challenge for the league. And I think you've got a manager who wants to do that as well. So, in terms of um, what you can do, Spurs, it all depends on where and who you buy, and um, whether he's going to be able to, um, you know, get those right players. If they're playing in the Champions League, then hundred percent, you know, Spurs are going to attract players. They did it under um, Potocic, the Poch, attracted players that Arsenal used to kind of attract 
whether they're good enough or not. The fact is that being a Champions League is going to attract big, big, big players and players with ambitions to win trophies. So that will help Spurs under Conte. In terms of like Arteta, obviously I'm part of the right Rat Army with Jez Collins and Lee Gunner and a few others. And uh, we're not convinced by Arteta. We think Arteta's definitely not the right man for us because we want to win the title. Because I think Arsenal, being the third biggest club in the country, have to win titles. It's imperative. It's not negotiable. If you you know you have to win the title at Arsenal. No good going for top four, FA Cup, Europa League. You know, third biggest club in the country after Liverpool, Man United, have to win a title and win the Champions League eventually. So Arteta's going to divide opinion. But if you're asking Arsenal fans, you know, he has a very high approval rate. He's got one of the five things going in his favour now. As a manager, you want five things. You want support from the crowd. You want support from your players. You want support from the board and the chairman or the owner. And you want support from the media and the pundits. And you want results. He's got the full five. So you can't knock that. In terms of, um, you know, the Arsenal crowd, I think 80% of them are behind Arteta at the moment mm. because of the fact that he's getting results. Obviously, if the worm turns, you know, it could get back to like 60-40 in his favour. So you never know with um, Arsenal fans. But as long as we're winning, he will be turning things around. And I think the All or Nothing documentary um, turned a few um, people towards Mikel because they liked, you know, the decisions he made and they liked the way um, he came across and, the, you know, some of the players came across as well. So that was all helpful and uh, it did its job. In terms of, like, what does North London Derby mean to me? What does the North London Derby mean to me? And how do I feel when it when it comes around? Goosebumps, grey hairs, stress, excitement, can't wait, counting the days, watching old videos of Arsenal's victories against Tottenham, watching old North London derbies, having discussions with mates at work who are Spurs or Arsenal, having a banter, promising not to show your face after a match. Of course, it means the world to me. It's the only game, Tottenham. Our rivals are not Man United or Chelsea, it's Tottenham. All these youngsters who, you know, who don't know enough about our history think that Man United and our rivals, you see Twitter, oh, having back to Man United. No, it's not Man United. That's Fergie Wenger. In terms of Chelsea, forget all that about Roman and all that, Abramovich and everything. They're not our rivals, mate. Chelsea's rivals are bloody Millwall. I mean, they, they seem to have a rival with Tottenham. I mean, bloody hell, they... They messed up the liquidator by going, we hate Tottenham. I mean, Jesus Christ, what's going on there? But it's always Tottenham. Always Spurs. Can't wait to the game and the Emirates. I love, um, I, used to, I used to love coming out from um, my house in Finsbury Park and walking through to St Thomas's Road. I still love getting the tube to Semsis's Road and walking the gauntlet to, you know, top the away, the away end. Love all that. Going the high road, you know. I actually marched down the high road. I don't talk a good game. They like, oh, let's march down the high road. I did it, and I loved it. Also, I like getting a bus W three sometimes from um, Fisher Park and getting a, you know, two five nine two seven nine from um, Manor Ass. That's what North London Derby is about. Don't let you, don't let anyone tell you it's not a big game. It's the biggest game. It's the only game. You know what I mean? Arsenal, Tottenham. What can you expect? You know. 
Arsenal, Tottenham, that's the game. In terms of like the predicted lineup, well, simple. Team picks itself for Arsenal. Ramsdale, White, right back, left back, Suchenko. Defenders are going to be Gabriel and Saliba. My midfield is going to be Xhaka, Obedegaard and Partey, providing they're all fit. And the front three is going to be Saka on the left, on the right, Martinelli on the left, and Jesus up front. Spurs are going to go over a back three. You know how they're going to play. Loris, Perisic, right wing back, left wing back, Sessignon, back three of Dyer, Romero, Sanchez, and I think Romero will play because he's going to want a, a bit of power in there from um, from Sanchez, a bit of pace as well because Sanchez got a bit of pace and obviously he's going to play Dyer because of his leadership and Romero a bit of solidity. Midfield is going to be Hoiberg and Benton Corp for his passing and in terms of like the the front three picks itself really, it's going to be definitely Son, Kane and Kuliszewski because they're, they're, for me, they're Tottenham's best players. So they're definitely going to play and Spurs are definitely going to come win. Spurs I have no intention of coming to the point. They're coming to, to beat Arsenal and go top of the table. That is the, that is exactly where I think it's going to happen. In terms of where I think both sides are going to finish, I think Man City and Liverpool are way too strong. People say, what are you saying, Ken, about Liverpool? Well, they get um, Thiago back, they get Henderson back, and they get, uh, you know, players like, um, how do I say it? Players like, um, you know, Canute, Matip, get their full team back, they're going to be difficult to beat. Man City, just a machine. They're a machine. And they got, now they've got the best striker in world football now. In terms of like um, Haaland, so it's going to be very, very difficult. But the World Cup is the equilibrium. It's going to be the equaliser, and I think a lot of big teams are going to be affected by the World Cup. So, if Arsenal fan and Spurs actually want a challenge for the title, got to buy in January because you're going to get injuries during the World Cup. And I think, you know, they got competition as well for Man United because they've finally got a coach that's turning them around. Although they got a Manchester derby next week as well. You know, that's, that's a six-pointer in terms of Man United's ambitions. And then you've got Chelsea. Well, that's a conundrum in itself, you know what I mean? Because if you look at Chelsea, new ownership, new manager, same ambitions though. You know, they have to, they're not going to chance for the league because I think they've, you know, left it a bit too late in terms of the games they've lost. But top four, they're going to see that as a bit doable. They've got some games as well. In terms of my prediction for the North Line derby, because... I know everyone wants, everyone wants to ask me about that, the North Line derby and the predictions and and where I think it's going to go. Arsenal have to take the game from, away from Tottenham. If Arsenal, you know, you know, don't play with um, full 100%, if not 150%, then I think Spurs will be confident. They'll probably soak up the pressure and try and hit us in the counter-attack and try and hit the game off us. But if we play like we did last season, start a great pace, and great passion, and actually create our chances and take them early on, we go 2-0 up, or 2 or 3-0 up in the first half an hour, then we take a game away from Spurs. Home form t- seems to be the key in North London derbies. 
we tend to do really well at the Emirates in terms of winning or, or avoiding defeat. And it's vice versa for Spurs in North London derbies. Um, at the Tottenham Hospital Stadium at Wild Lane, we've got a wretched record of Wild Lane since um, 2010. We've only won once there in the league. And if you look at Spurs since 2010, well, Spurs haven't won a league game since the UNESCO ball. So, you know, we don't want to talk about that. I say don't want to talk about UNESCO ball. I, I hate him with passion because of what he put me through mentally and physically. So, you know, home form seems to be like the the guide for how the results are going to go. But one thing I would say, if we don't take the game away from Spurs, then, you know, we can end up either drawing the game or, you know, with the quality of Spurs have and especially the options from the bench, they can nick it. So for me, I'm going for a 2 0 Arsenal. It's not going to be easy, but if we play to the best of our ability and show the passion, organisation, and ruthlessness that we've been showing in all the games we've played in, except for Man United, I don't see any other result than an Arsenal win. Speak to you guys soon. Thanks for me having a channel. And come on, you Reds! Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.